superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobervolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is serious rocket fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody, it's Patty Dobervolsky with Up Your Creative Genius. Oh, my gosh, I have P. Cohen today. P. Cohen is my best friend. You need to know that. He lives in the UK. He's a coach. He's an author. He's the most amazing speaker. He will inspire an entire room of people to jump on their feet, you know, hold a duck on their head, you know, act wild and crazy, and then have these amazing breakthroughs. I have been in many a room with you on Clubhouse. I've been inspired by you from the moment I met you, and I am so thrilled to have you here, Pete. I know how busy your schedule is, so thanks for squeezing me in. Welcome. Listen, it's an absolute pleasure. I was just had a flashback when you were talking about me because you and I worked together in Nice and we had a global audience and there were interpreters at the back. Yes, the translators in these, in these the translators. The translation booths. Yes. Yeah, and I, 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 when I was talking, I was watching them and they were moving their hands just so much. I was going, what are they doing? And so I, I was thinking, them. slow down, slow down. They have to translate, slow down. Yeah, but when I spoke to them and asked them, well, first off, they were Italian, which might not seem significant. Of course, that's why their hands are waving. But, but they said, we had to feel what you were saying, and that's why we we're moving our hands. Oh, they, yeah, I love and, that. You know, that's why one of the things I love about you, Patty, you could speak in a different language, and I would still feel like, wow, oh, this person oh. is so... I feel the same way about you, Pete. You're just incredible. And so, <laughs> you know, you have to tell me, how did you decide to do this? Like, you are so well-known all over the UK and the world now, right? You were known around the world a little bit, but now, I mean, you had that coach bus that went around Britain. You know, just tell me, tell the audience a little bit about your story from the beginning, how Pete Cohen, yeah. and then how did it begin, and then what's happening now, okay? Move us from time. Okay, so, I mean, we talk about pivoting, right, which is what your podcast is all about. And I think, for me, I first made a pivot when I wanted to be an actor, you know, just like you. I had a big problem. (laughs) I had a big problem with acting. It was learning lines. Twice I got two major roles in productions, and both times different directors just said, look, it's taking you too long to learn the lines, so we're going to have to give that part to somebody else, and we're going to give you a smaller role. So I always wanted to act because I love to be on stage. I love to share, you know. Yes. It's not that I want to be seen, even though I did want to be seen for a long time. Yes. It's I want to share. Yeah. And I've had that wonderful opportunity. I was on TV in the UK for 10 years. I had my own TV show. I've been published by the biggest publishers in the world. I but know that it. was then. And, and none, <laughs> oh, of that, none, of that, none of that matters now. Probably like you, like all of your listeners, we've had times where we have to pivot. But most of the times That's the right. pivots come because – circumstances push us into the pivot rather than we don't have to wait for a disaster or a prognosis to decide, you know, to be different. Yes, it's true. And I will say this, that you really have pivoted 
in a major way in your frame of mind and your mindset about who you are and why you're here in the world. <laughs> and so, you know, that was really an incredible change. So, you know, you mentioned one little thing, which this is something we shared in common. In our early years, we really did strive to be seen. We wanted to be seen. That was the most important thing. Don't get me wrong. I love being seen and I love being on stage. It's incredible, right? To be able to share what it is in a big audience like you do. But you made a big mindset shift about that. And tell me, how did you get to this place where you're more focused on what you can do to help other people okay. than on yourself, because that is a big part of your platform. Well, and come on, Patty. I mean, you and I are very humble, right? We're very, very humble people. I think you're more I've humble got, than I am. I'm a Leo. I can't help myself. I just get a little full of myself sometimes. But yes, I'll pull it back. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're very, very humble. And you get to an age, I think, where you realize, look, it's not really about me. It's about what I'm doing. Yeah, but it's not. Let's just be honest here, Patty. You know, I was a bit of a fraud for many years because I'd be talking to people about, I'm a coach, right? Right. That's what right. I do. So right. some people come to me and it's like, okay, where are you? Where do you want to go? Let's sort this out. Let's talk about the future. But if you ask me about the future, I hated the question. I remember someone saying to me, a guy in America, he said, come on, let's talk about you in five years time. I said, I don't want to talk about that because I didn't say this. I don't have a clue what that looks like. Yeah. But it was only through, as you know, my wife having a brain tumor, not being given long yeah. to live, that my coach, who was in Dallas at the time, told me, you know, find people that are still alive and find out why. And then he said, ask her what she's going to do when she gets better. I didn't yeah. ask her that question for three years. Then I remember exactly where I was that day. I said to her, you know, Hannah, Raphael asked me to ask you, what do you want to do when you get better? And she cried. Because she wasn't thinking about the future. So then guess what yeah. I did? I Googled. I remember exactly where I was when I wrote the words, yeah. draw your future into my computer. Guess who came up? Patty Dolbovolsky. <laughs> you came into my world. <laughs> yeah. Who would have believed? Because I'm quite ballsy in terms of she watched uh, your TED Talk. She drew the future. The future that she drew, that is the house that we're in right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what was even more amazing about all of this is that yeah. I then reached out to your agent. Your agent contacted you. You came on my podcast, but you made a few comments about the way it looked afterwards. It wasn't. Oh pretty, yeah, it, yeah, I forgot. It wasn't, you, you I said was like, it wasn't yeah, you enough. should have a something in the background there. You need well, like bright, a map back there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but we became great friends. You came over to the UK. You've spoken at both of my big conferences. You've been an amazing yeah. friend. And you have taught me, you were massively pivotal in what the work I now do, which is about knowing who you want to be and identifying. Because what got you here, it ain't going to get you there. That's if you right. don't draw your future, you don't form a relationship with your future, just literally stop and go, go <laughs> back. Stop and go back. Go back. Oh, I love that. I love that. For those of you that are just listening, he held up a stop sign just then when he said stop. You know, yes. because I think <laughs> unless you know your history, right, and so know where you came from, my friend Wim, he would say, you know, you have to know the past in order to project into the future. You have to understand yourself from both ends of the spectrum. But what you did this year was you did this 28-day challenge, 30-day challenge, 28 30 days? 30-day, day, yeah. 30-day challenge for people so that they could step into their future self. Not 
I love that challenge. Number one, because every day he gives you like, you know, 10 minutes to Pete. So you're inspired and then something that you have to do. And here's what I loved about it the most was you were obsessed. You know, last year you were obsessed about the future and in it showed up in so many ways. It showed up in such beautiful detail in that 30 day (laughs) challenge, which I love. I love that. And this is who you are, right? Tell me about how, so you weren't into the future, right? In the past, then you were into the future and tell me now, like, how has that changed you as a person to be looking into the future? Well, when you talk, when you were just talking, I went for a few different emotions when you were talking about that. And I really hit me that there is fear that is attached. There must have been fear for me in thinking about the future in an inspirational way, you know, because if you put yourself out there and you say it, well, who knows what might happen, right? So that yeah. was one thing. But the other thing I just reminded me of as a child, I was always full of energy and people would say, because I was always looking forward to something. You know, I'm yeah. not just talking about my birthday or my Christmas or my opening. the. Pre- there was always something to be excited about. Yeah, yeah. And that is the greatest quality of a human being, isn't it? To yeah. Be, oh, you want to keep going. There's something in front of you. I want to do that. I want to do that. And if it's yeah. something that I was talking to some people about this yesterday about, I think, I can't remember who said it, but about being a rebel. I was a rebel, but I didn't have a cause. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a rebel without a cause, because most of us rebelled against what we were told because it was nonsense. Right. It was about thinking like everybody else. So I was just rebelling. But then I realized I had a cause. And my cause is to get as many people inspired about growing and contributing, making a difference and connecting. You know yep. me, I'm a yep. serial That's connector. Right. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. Two pieces well, of pod, actually. Well, and the thing that I think is fascinating is that then during the pandemic, you decided to get on Clubhouse and Mm. Clubhouse. For those of you that are listening, have never been on Clubhouse. Let me just say that it's podcast in every moment, right? You're always live and on stage and you have the opportunity to get on stage with people that you would never meet. Otherwise, I mean, they just showed up there in Clubhouse. And then what was fantastic is you took the mantle in Clubhouse and you became a moderator and an extremely skilled moderator where people really are able to share and you listen so much better than anybody in the moderation, especially me. I always take tips on that listening, but tell me what was that like for you in clubhouse? Well, you know, clubhouse came into my life when my mom, probably one of the most difficult times in my life, you know, it was December last year that my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. I got on clubhouse in January and yeah. it was escapism as, as much as anything else because I wanted something to do. But I was really trained very well. My, my dad, my dad has always said, you know, you've met my dad. He's not here anymore either. He said, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I want yeah. to build a network, but I want to shine a light on it. He was a Rotarian for, you know, over 50 years. Yes, Rot- yes. Rotary, the motto of a Rotarian is you seek, basically, you seek service over self. So I want to serve. Yeah. I love yeah. it. People think, oh, how do you do that? It's really difficult. It's not difficult. It's no, the easiest no. thing I've ever done. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. you know, it's like, hey, it's like you're in a room on Clubhouse. It's like you're in a club and it's like someone comes in. Hey, hey, listen, Patty's over here. She did that TED talk, draw your future. Hey, yeah, come over here. Oh, hey, you over there. This person's over there. And it's like, 
what fun. And connecting. Yeah, to connect we people. To- That's what you really are. You're a connector. And so you'll place this person with that person. You'll get this person with that service. You know, you took the guy in Africa who had an orphanage and you raised yeah. all this money for him. Right. You yeah. did a 24 hour like a Kickstarter it, online. It was we amazing. Did a, we did a leadership conference, which which was. Yeah, look, it's amazing. Right. When you know who you are, you know what you stand for. Even if you don't know who you are, and you don't know what you stand for. One of the greatest things you can do is do something for other people. Yeah. And when we talk about pivoting, you know, pivoting for yeah. me is about collaborating you know it's about what can we do not what can't we do what is possible what does the world need right now and i think the, i mean patty i don't mind telling you, i am really concerned about the world right now i mean yes. i am genuinely concerned i have never ever ever seen so much polarity and thought you know i yes. have never seen i mean you're obviously in america you see it even in more texas. than we do in texas think about yeah, the polarity it, right here right and it's going to, I hate to yeah, say this as an optimist, really... I think it's going to get worse. But ultimately, the question I'm going to say is, well, who do I need to be That's in right. this? And who do I need to surround myself with? Because if you don't pivot in that direction, yeah. then yeah. I think you're going to get lost and caught out and you're going to get caught up in a whole load of hype and a whole load of... Um, there's never been a time in history with more uncertainty, more fear, more worry, more doubt, more restrictions... And I just think ultimately we have to decide to up our creative genius and decide what is the future that I want to create. Yes. And how can I do it every single day? Get up and do something for good every day, you know, kindly go out and spread whatever is. And you're all around, you know, your coaching practice is huge. My 365, you know, that's 365. You are every single day helping people (laughs) to improve. And helping people to start their business, get it going. Say a little about that so people understand what you do now. Not just Clubhouse, but because that is a big focus of yours. But also, you know, tell us about your coaching practice. Well, I'm very proud of my brand. You know, this brand that we created seven years ago. I wanted to get me 365, but that had already gone. (laughs) That's right. It was gone. I'm so glad I got my (laughs) Because the MI, the M stands for, you know, the mindset. What is your mindset on? Yes. You know, the motivation. The I is the really the important letter. The I stands for the identity of the mm. person that you want to be and being inspired oh. about being that person and having a go at doing that for 365 days. That's yeah. a long time for a lot of people. But if you really focused on being a better version of you and you knew yeah. who that was, my 365 is really about identifying with who you could be because as my background is in sports psychology, if an athlete comes to me, I'd love to hear what you think about this. Let me just explain. If an athlete comes to me and I say, okay, what do you want? They might be able to articulate what they want, but sometimes they need a bit of help not to articulate it, but to see it. What do yeah. you want? So, okay, I want to win the world medal, the Olympic gold. Okay, how do you know that you have? And of course they have to go, well, because I can see it. Okay. So, okay. That person there, I'm sorry. That's not you. That is not you. That could be you, right? Right. It's there for you. But who is that person? Because that person is saying yes to things that you're saying no to and is saying no to things you're saying yes to. Unless you build a relationship to that person. Yeah. Then it's going to be difficult. It's going to be really, really difficult. I wonder. 
what's your thought about that? I've never really well, asked. Well, I want to I want to ask you. So yes, we know this from research that if you connect yourself to a future you, you have 42 percent better chance of success in achieving your goals. That's the stats on it. When you connect with future you, no matter how you do it, whether you you know have conversations with them or you write them a letter or you draw a picture, right? All these things help you to do that. But what I want to know is. How do you actually connect with future you? How do you do it? You know, how does it impact how you show up in the world and what you choose to do? It's such a great question. Because in therapy, right, you know, you and I have had therapy. We've given therapy. (laughs) That's right. There's the exercise where they say, you know, if you could go back to your younger self, what would you say? You know, if I'd go back to my younger self, I'd say, you're brilliant. Don't worry about any of this stuff that's, <laughs> that's coming. <right. laughs> you're gonna, it's, you just need to go through it. Just get on with it. You know, yeah. your future is going to be so bright. But then we carry a future self. Yeah. And I think most of us are living a future that we don't want. You know, I really do believe that. And I think if you wake up to the fact that there is a future you that's already out there, you just haven't connected with it. So it's like a building a relationship, building a friendship. And I envisage my future self talking to me. I think to myself, what would you do? You know, that's how I do it. And my future, you And then do you me. write that down? Do you write it down and I then keep take a journal. that advice? I, I, yeah. Definitely. And, and I, then and, do you and, do any kind of meditation or anything like that? What's a day in the life of Pete Cohen? I kind of want to get an idea for that. <laughs> so well, people are going to want to know that. You know, how did you, <laughs> how did you grow into this? And then what does it look like? So I can pull a few of those tips into my world. So you well, wake up I, at like 3 a.m. <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea what I do. So it all starts off with a good night's sleep and sleep has always been a bit of a challenge to me. But, you know, I, I look to go to bed at around nine o'clock, right? And then I will wake up at four. My wife said to me the other day, why are you getting up at four? Because I had a late night. I said, because it's just a routine, you know? Yeah, yeah. I need to stick to my routine. So I get up at four. I come downstairs. I put on the hot water so I can have a cup of coffee. I drink a whole lot of water. And the first thing I do, Patty, is I just love to learn. So I I'm, pick things I'm interested in and I make notes on it. Then at five o'clock. I'm going to exercise. Well, I've got my exercise equipment right here. You know, I love movement. Unlike you, I mean, you're a massive movement advocator. Life is motion. I don't always feel like it, but I've got right. to move. I've got to sweat. And then I'll just do a little meditation. I've got a journal that we have. And then I go live on Clubhouse. And that to me is such a privilege because I'm then, I'm so ready. I've had two hours to get ready to then right, to right. talk. And it's like, I'm vibrating. I've learned something. I want to teach it. I want to share it. You've sweat already. You're sweaty. (laughs) Yeah. I make Hannah a cup of coffee. I sit with her for a few minutes and then I'm bang. Let's go. Um, (laughs) And you know, that's what I do. I know what I love to do. And I love to help people work out when is it that you feel most alive? And I feel most alive right now just talking to you. You know, it's like there's nowhere else on earth I'd rather be right now than just being here, knowing that someone will listen to this and someone will go, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that before. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So so then you're on Clubhouse and you're on there for a while, but then you start to do coaching with people, don't you? Isn't part of your day doing one-to-one coaching? Only a bit. I used to do a lot. You know, I have a group that you have been a part of. I mean, you've affected. I mean, how does that feel for you? Come on. Let me, let me throw this back on you because oh, yeah. our relationship yeah. is pretty unique, right? In terms of the impact that you've had on my life, my wife's life, the impact I've had on your life. 
all the people Definitely. I coach, all of the people that have been through the 30, been through the 30 day program have seen you because you're a part of that. All of yeah. the people that are on my elite coaching program, they all know you because they've been through another one of your courses. What's that like for yeah. you? knowing the impact that you've had on people, on, on a lot of people. You don't even know those people. They've, you've never met them. Yeah. You know, I never, I think I don't think about that. I don't think about the impact that I have. I just know that there's more people to reach. So I'm always yeah. looking for the person that is waiting out there like Fiona, right, who is trying to change the world by getting them to stop making plastic toys, who's 10 years old with her own podcast. I mean, come on. The people that, that, was, that I've met amazing. through you are just incredible. So what I know is that I'll randomly get these notice, you know, an email from somebody almost every single day of somebody who's seen me somewhere or watched the video or done that. And I think to myself, okay, good. If that's my legacy universe, I'm all in. You just show me the next door you want me to walk through. And if it continues to be this door and I'm expanding it, that's the way to do it. And I think that's what I love about what you've been doing is you continue to modify and change and pivot with what your audience needs, what your community is asking for, what you're listening for, which that's so essential, I think, when you're building your brand and you're coming up with the identity of who you are and what you bring to the world. Well, you've just given me something just in terms of I really want to celebrate this year the people that I've been on this journey with. So I'm going to celebrate them, whether that's on Clubhouse or through a podcast, because what a privileged position to be of a positive impact in people's lives. I think that I know my I know I'm not going to be here forever, but while I'm here, I definitely want to just do what I can. Yeah. With what I have and what I have. Yeah. I mean, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote about this idea that of retirement, that people buy into this idea and then they're focusing on something which is the end. And I think yes, that's why a lot right. of people die soon after they retire. It's that's like, right. Oh, I don't want to. These are my best years. Right. And right. for you, for us, these should be our best years because we've got all of this experience that we've been through. Yes. We can now share that with others. So I just feel like I've just got started. When people ask me, what have you done? I think, I don't really want to tell you, but I will because you're obviously interested. Let me tell you what right. I'm going to do. Right. Well, right. and it's part of the essence of you. And this is something that I think is essential to changing yourself and changing your mindset. Like really to become a better person, a better you, every yeah. single moment requires that you're grateful. So let me just say, Back to your question that you said to me, I'm so grateful, like you, that I have the opportunity to serve, and that I'm alive, that I have a body, that I'm healthy, that I can go out and serve people in any way that I can. And if that's true, and even if it's not true, if I don't feel great, I'm still going to get on the phone. I'm still going to get in front of an audience. I'm still going to do stuff because like you do, we're about service. So where did that idea of service. You talked about your dad being a Rotarian, but where else did you learn my parents, about my service? Parents, my parents. Really? They, yeah, oh, they were I mean, your I, I, uh, inspirators. Your mom was so incredible. Your dad, <laughs> both of them, they were so incredible. Yeah. I mean, and also, you know, that whole thing of what's been passed on to me, I want to pass on to others. I don't know if you feel the same thing, but it's almost like it's an honor that people have poured into me. They believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. People who aren't here anymore, it's like, yeah. wow, they've left something with me 
I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this. I can feel my hands. Even my hands are changing color. You know, in the the idea of look what has been given to me. I want to give it to you. You can do what you want with it, but I'm still going to give it. Yeah. You know, and I think it does take many people a certain kind of age maybe to get to to realize. I think more and more people yeah. are waking yeah. up to being able to realize that life is at its best when you are contributing and you're growing. Yes. I was thinking before we came on today, Patty, that I was that I want what I do to speak louder than me. You know, what I'm doing when no one else is looking, who I'm being. It's like holding a flashlight over myself. You know, I'm watching myself. I'm not judging myself. I'm, yes. I'm just looking out for myself. Because no one else can look out for me in the way right. that I can look out for myself, you know? Yeah, I, I love that. Nobody could look out for me for the me. way I can look out for myself. Yeah, Nobody I mean, you do. You always me. look out for me. You, let's be yeah. honest. You always look out for me. You're very intuitive. You send me messages sometimes. I was thinking about you. Because that's another thing when you were talking. I was also thinking about how you're very intuitive. I would say very spiritual, which is you are guided by something that is bigger than you. You know, you have faith in the universe that everything will turn out okay. And that's very warming to me because it's nice to be reminded of that, that there's... Yeah. Whether it's true or not, I'm not here to prove that to anybody. Yeah. But that's what I do believe. But it's nice yes. to be reminded sometimes. Well, and I think that's what creates the positive energy that you exude is this place where you understand you have a calling, you have a purpose, you've got a service. You're going to use the genetic encoding that you got from your parents, from their parents, from their parents, from whoever else in your environment, from Rafa, who helped you to become your best self. Now you have to hold the mantle. And when you hold that mantle, who do you look to to inspire you out in the world? Like you always quote Napoleon Hill, you quote other people that have inspired you. And so who in your sphere <laughs> is inspiring you now? Who's inspiring you, know, you now? Um, well, I was just thinking, I have to go back. Oprah, I'm sorry. I mean, Oprah was a massive yeah. game changer. For, I was watching Oprah in the early 90s, and my friends were going, why are you watching Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> She's she, fantastic. She was, she is fantastic. And she was bringing people to the table that I never would have heard of. People like Caroline Mays, who's this medical intuitive. Uh, to yes. Just like Dr. Phil, you know. Yeah. But now who inspires me? Well, obviously, one of those people you've met, you know, that's my wife. You know, you yeah. know, she is, she's incredible. She doesn't realize just the impact oh. that she has on this world and what she's been through and what she does now in terms of create what she created for you and Julie this beautiful quilt, you know, I love the video that you sent when she sent it to you, you asked her to make something. So she never would have imagined herself years ago. And I think that's also another important point because she wouldn't have imagined it. Yes. But she had to go through something in order to find out really what her calling was. And her calling is to create, Yeah. yeah. you know, and mm. um, again, I don't think you realize just how much of an impact you've had on her. Yeah. We love you, Patty. You know, we. Oh, yeah. Well, I love you both too. And <laughs> I was thinking too about what you were saying because I think this is it. It's often when you are up against something that you find you must need to make these big pivots, right? In what you're doing, it might be your career, it might be no. your focus, it might be whatever's happening. And it's the discomfort that forces you 
out of who you are to step into who you could be. And you have to, you know, feel the discomfort of it. I think of the times where you felt uncomfortable and we've shared a conversation about it. And then you have totally recommitted to something new, which I think that is an amazing thing about evolution is that, you know, as beings in the world, we have the opportunity when we come up against ourselves in a hard place to evolve. And so what do you do when you get into that stuck place in yourself or your business or with (laughs) a person? What do you do? I remember hearing someone recently talking about, oh, yeah, it was Mel Robbins, actually, who also is an amazing lady. Yeah, you know? yeah, she's fantastic. One, two, three, four, five, go. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> That's good. You know, when she talks about being stuck, I saw a video with her talking about it. She goes, it's good to be stuck because it's a signal to do something, but yeah. not stay stuck. It's a signal to move. Yeah. And I think I've always known that. It's that when I feel stuck, I've got to do something. I don't understand people that when they get stuck, then I'm kind of contradicting myself because sometimes if I feel stuck, I'll distract myself. But I'm getting much better at going, nah, don't do something that is productive. Don't waste time. You know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with looking out the window and putting your feet up and all of that stuff, which is important. Yeah, or taking a walk, taking a walk, you know, to clear your head and figure out what it is. Yeah, having faith, and I do have a lot more faith, actually, over the last few years, or if I'm stuck on something, is to leave it. Yeah. And say, you know what? That's, again, Napoleon Hill used to call it, he used to call it his sub. Hey, sub. You're asking your subconscious mind to give you, before you go to sleep at night, hey, sub, can you just sort this out for me? So when I wake up in the morning, the answer will be there. Um, Or write that on a little piece of paper, stick it under your pillow. Yeah, any kind of tips like that. I love those. Having faith. He was a very spiritual man and he endured a lot of criticism from people when that yeah. book came out, talking about sexual transmutation, talking about cosmic have a force, talking about higher intelligence, speaking out against religion, speaking yeah. out about education. And that's why with someone like him being able to bring his work to remind people, I think it's yeah. important. Yes, I think some of the thinkers from the past, they were able to spend the time to do some deep thinking and they figured out a way to be able to support themselves or not and still think these things and work them through. And I often think that we don't get quite enough time to do that. And there's a whole book on really what the Internet has done in terms of our thinking and our children's thinking about how it's such a short and shallow attention span that you'd never really drop down. And I think you've been very good about finding a way to drop down into yourself, whether you're on a train going to give a keynote or whether you're, you know, having, I know it's a fast drop down, but you definitely drop in in that morning time to bring forth such great things. Well, you know, so two things that came to mind when you said that. The first one is just going back to my 365, my goal has always been, I didn't know it at the beginning, but it's to get people to own what they're doing. I want people to own it. I want it to be theirs. I don't want it to be mine. Right. Your progress, your fitness, your health, your business that you did. Yes. I might have been a guide. I might have helped you, but you were the one. And I want people to own what they do. Yes. Right. That was the first thing. The other thing that you just pointed out there about dropping deep. I know I have a talent and I'm sure other people do. 
that getting people to drop down themselves by asking yes. them a few questions. So you ask questions of people that go, no one's ever asked me that question. And you get people to really go to a place of real importance and real significance, the heart yes. of people, ah. the, the core. Yes. You know, well, I, I, well, I love that because that's so true. You ask the best questions, but where do they come from? So you tap your creative genius in this very unique way. But I wonder, well, how does that drop in for you? So how do you know the question to ask? <laughs> I just trust myself. I just... I don't know whether I've always been like that. I don't, it's such a great question. I don't really think I've ever given it any. My initial answer was from just a higher place. It's coming to me. Yeah. So, so it's just coming me. through. That's right. It's that creative genius. Sitting I'm, in the walls of your house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. And that's, again, a massive connection between the two of us because you talk about up your creative genius. I don't know whether it was you. It might have been, actually, that just made me think, what does that word mean? Genius. And then I looked at it, and it doesn't mean – it really means the moral authority yes. within a human being, that voice. And the Romans believed every house had a genius. You know, this is a house. It's just That's right. You, That's right. Who are you listening to? He's Come pointing on. to his body. So if you're not watching this, then yeah. he's pointing to your body as your house. And it really is. It's your vehicle, right, for bringing yeah. through whatever comes to you. And when you trust yourself, then what comes to you, this is what you're saying, what comes to you then comes out of your mouth. You trust it enough to say it. Well, anyone who's listened to the podcast right the way through, you've obviously been listening to your genius. Because there is another part of you that maybe there's been points where you've thought, oh, I've heard enough of this. I'll go and do something else. No, there's something in you that is engaged and you want to get to the end. You want That's to finish right. what you've started. Yeah, we yeah. just don't live in a world where we're really encouraged to. We're not encouraged right. to be free, free thinkers. No, you know? not at all. We're encouraged to be little lambs following the sheep, following everybody else going off and then dropping off the edge of the cliff like that Dilbert cartoon. You know, I remember that. I saved that for a long time. Like, don't be a sheep. But now, Pete, how can people connect with what you're doing right now? How can they connect with you? I know I'm going to put it all in the show notes, but what are you doing in January? You're doing something really cool, right? You're doing this stop something, start something. Just say a little bit about this. Although I think you'll probably be a little bit later. You'll be in February. So I would say in the future, let's go. So you're going to do start something, stop something, and that'll continue, uh, right? Yeah. So basically this year we had 7,000 people go through our kickstart program, which is free. Anyone can do that. I'm sure you just put the link in there. But this year we're doing a program where, and anyone can join at any time, where we are encouraging people to form a relationship to where they want to be with their health, their energy, their relationships, their wealth, their work. Who is that person? Because right, they're not you. That's they're right. a part of you. But there's some work to do to become this person. What is it that you need to start doing? What is it you need to stop? <laughs> so we're providing an environment where people can actually go to work on putting the things in play, going beyond the honeymoon period of starting something for a few weeks, get on a streak, become a different person. And obviously, I've already asked you, Patty, to be a part of this. Look, oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Anything. Right? I love That's, that. There the, you for those of you who can't see, this is a chess piece of the statue of David. You know, listen, Michelangelo carved that out. Uh, that piece of marble, there were 
famous sculptors who looked at it and discarded it and said it's got too many fractions in it. But he did it. He did it. Why? He saw what he wanted. He was asked, yes. how did you do it? He goes, I just got rid of what didn't need to be there. We all have that. We can all carve it out. Oh, That's the, the that. greatest thing. Yes. What will be your greatest achievement? Not what has, what will be. Will it not be who you decide to become? So yeah. I'm excited for the future. I love it. This is going to be so great. And I love you so much that you spent time with us today because this was incredible. This little golden drops that are dropping in. So you go back and listen to it over and over again. Follow Pete Cohen. Get into a clubhouse and listen to him. Get in one of his rooms. Let him inspire you because it will change your life. I know it changed mine. And I'm so grateful to you, Pete, for everything you and Hannah have brought into the world and into my world. Really, just amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I will look forward to more opportunities for adventure with you, Pete Cohen. Let's go. Let's do this, shall we? All right. right. Let's Let's go. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe, and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out, and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobervolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap.